This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. I'm Cassie Calvert filling in for Sean Kelly today, who is on the road trip with the Pelicans and a busy week for the Pelicans so far this week. Pelicans signed Archie Goodwin after waving Lance Stevenson on Monday. Archie Goodwin appeared for the Phoenix Suns in 150 career games with 15 starts, averaged 6.2 points, 2 rebounds, and 1.2 assists in 14 and a half minutes per contest with the Suns, also a University of Kentucky guy like AD, so be interesting to see how he plays into this Pelicans team. Busy week for the team game-wise as well. Played Sacramento last night, coming off a 116-106 to loss at Golden State on Monday night, where the Pelicans were in the game but were thwarted by Stephen Curry's historical night. He set an NBA single-game record with 13 three-pointers on Monday. 13 for 17 from the three-point line for 46 points total on the night. An impressive showing once again by him. No one's surprised at this point. Curry was actually one of three players to hold the previous record of 12 three-pointers in a game, which he had that mark with Kobe Bryant, who set that record in January of 2003, and Danielle Marshall in March 2005. So he'll now be the sole owner of that record, and with the way he plays, who knows how long that one will last. Pelicans now 0-8 and eight after losing to Sacramento last night, Tuesday night, 102-94. to AD ended the first quarter in double figures for the fifth time this season, scored 10 of his later 34 points in that opening frame, also had a 14-point third quarter. Kind of a bizarre happening in this game after further review at halftime, foul by Solomon Hill on DeMarcus Cousins with 18.9 seconds remaining in the first half, should have put the Kings into the bonus, the fifth team foul for the Pelicans. So, a basket by Etwan Moore with .4 seconds remaining at the half was nullified. The two teams replayed that final 18.9 seconds from the first half after coming back out on the floor for the second half. After two made free throws by DeMarcus Cousins, a missed three-point field goal by Langston Galloway, the score was then 53-46 after two quarters, and then the play resumed with the second half. Very, very bizarre happening there. Davis, Etwan Moore, and Buddy Heald were the only Pelicans in double figures on the outing. And the Pelicans will head to Milwaukee to play tomorrow. Milwaukee 4-3 and three with forward Giannis Antetokounmpo, averaging 21.1 points, 8.4 rebounds, 6 assists, and 1.9 steals, all team highs for Giannis. Jabari Parker also averaging 17.6 points per game for that team. The Bucks played in New Orleans on November 1st for the fourth game of the Pelicans season, which the Pelicans fell 117-113. to Defensively, just did not slow down. The visiting Milwaukee allowed the Bucks to shoot 48% from the field. Milwaukee had a 33-27 edge in the fourth quarter, which erased a small deficit to earn them their first road victory of the season. Pelicans also missed five three free throws in the final period, which hurt them as well. That was an 80-35 point game, 15 rebounds, three blocks, and three steals. So look for another impressive showing for him against the Bucks, and we'll see if the Pelicans can put it together defensively to get some stops there as well to hold back that Bucks team. 
Saints will take on the Broncos this weekend on Sunday at home in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. That game will be also be on CBS with Jim Nance, Phil Sims, and Tracy Wolfson on the call. Saints coming off a 41-23 victory at the 49ers, looking to move above the 500 mark for the first time since 2013. Tough stretch coming up for the Saints in five days, a five-day stretch. New Orleans will face Super Bowl reigning champions, the Broncos, on Sunday here at home, followed by the runner-up, Carolina Panthers, on Thursday at Bank of America Stadium. So, tough week ahead for the Saints, but coming off a high offensive showing at San Francisco, the seventh highest single game total in franchise history of total net yard output, 571 total net yards for that offense moved into first place in the NFL offensively averaging 434.5 yards per game Drew Brees another lights out showing 323 yards passing three touchdowns most importantly zero interceptions and 122.1 passer rating running game came up big with 248 yards the 10th highest total in franchise history and the highest by New Orleans since 1990 Duo of Mark Ingram and Tim Hightower combined for 245 of those yards. However, Saints-Broncos not necessarily a guaranteed win for the Saints, despite the Broncos faltering a little bit here in the middle of the season. Broncos are 6-3, coming off a 30-20 loss to the Oakland Raiders, but Saints trail the all-time series 8-2. In fact, New Orleans' last win in the series took place in 1994, which is the current longest gap without a win against an opponent for the Saints franchise. Broncos in that game against the Raiders held the ball for only 18 minutes and 32 seconds of that game time, though the offense struggled to move the ball. Defense wasn't physical enough, allowed 218 yards rushing. Like I said, have lost three of their last five. An injury to C.J. Anderson has been a big blow. The rushing attack for the Broncos was fine when you had Anderson and Devontae Booker as a sort of one-two punch, but with Anderson on injured reserve, hasn't looked as good. Perhaps more work for Capri Bibbs going into this weekend. He had the first touchdown of his career Sunday, 69-yard. Broncos were pleased with his showing. Most interesting thing to look out for in this game, though, I think is going to be the matchup on the rush. The Broncos now rank in the league's bottom 10 teams in rushing yardage per game amassed and allowed. They rank 29th in rushing yardage allowed per game. And coming off that Saints victory on Sunday where Mark Ingram and Tim Hightower were so successful, that should be an interesting matchup there. Sean Payton announced some roster moves on his conference call this morning. He also called Von Miller the best pass rusher in the league right now, so he will certainly factor in to the Saints game plan going into Sunday. He announced the team signed three players, primarily looking to shore up special teams help because Robertson and Stupar are playing more defensive snaps, he said. Those signees included linebacker Sam Burrington, a former Packers linebacker, Safety Shiloh Coe, formerly with the Broncos, and they also claimed John Phillips, a tight end off waiver from the Broncos. So that will be interesting heading into Sunday's matchup against the Broncos. Coming up in today's episode, we're also going to talk to Pat Ford, national columnist for Yahoo Sports, writer of the 40-yard dash column. Definitely check that out. He's going to give us his thoughts on the LSU-Bama game, talking about the greatest hangover in college football, as he puts it. The Crimson Tide has not scored a touchdown in the first quarter of the game after playing the Tigers since 2001. The hangover for LSU perhaps will be more for Coach O, and Pat Ford will give us his thoughts on the coaching situation at LSU. 
Also talking about Alabama's chances for that college playoff. Ford thinks Alabama has the easiest path to the college playoff. And I love this line he wrote about hosting Chattanooga on November 19th in Tuscaloosa. He called it basically a walkthrough attended by 100,000 people. So LSU fans will love that one. Um, (laughs) But perhaps Alabama will remain undefeated going the rest of the season number one into the playoff. We'll get Pat's thoughts on that. We'll also talk about Saints-Broncos. He's a huge Broncos fan, so we're going to preview that game with him a little bit as well. Around the NFC South this weekend, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are at 3-5, and five, will host the Chicago Bears, 2-6. and six. The Panthers will host the Chiefs, Panthers 3-5, and five, Chiefs 6-2. And, and the Atlanta Falcons at 6-3 and three will travel to face the Philadelphia Eagles, who are currently 4-4. Four and four. We'll also hear from Sean Kelly and David Wesley, who will talk about last night's Pelicans loss at Sacramento and preview the upcoming game against Milwaukee. And David will give us his candid thoughts about the state of the Pelicans at 0-8. Also, Saints fans, be sure to check out this Sunday's honorary captain at the game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Master Sergeant Gilbert Thompson, a mental health technician in the U.S. Air Force, will be honored. Brought to you by Community Coffee, the official coffee of the New Orleans Saints. So we've got a jam-packed show talking LSU Bama, talking Saints Broncos, and talking Pelicans. Stick around. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Only a suggestion. Physics is just a theory. Impossible is merely an opinion. Monster Jam. Celebrating 25 years of adrenaline-charged family entertainment. Monster Jam. Presented by Metro PCS and your Southern Quality 4 dealers. And brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of New Orleans. Tickets start at $15. Prices subject to market demand. Additional fees apply. Coming to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome January 28th. Get tickets at MonsterJam.com. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Cassie Calvert, and I'm joined this morning by Pat Ford, National College columnist for Yahoo Sports, um, with the 40-yard dash column that I love to read as well. So, Pat, let's talk LSU-Bama. That's on the minds of everyone in the state of Louisiana right now. Obviously, Bama came away with a 10-0 win. Not the prettiest football game we've ever seen. Coach Saban actually called it quite ugly, what were your biggest takeaways from that game? Uh, it was quite ugly. It was a typically fierce uh, Alabama LSU game. I mean, incredibly hard hitting, um, defense dominating, a lot of uh, 
you know, offensive futility. I, I, I was, you know, I, I am obviously very impressed by Alabama in general and what it's been able to do, but to, to shut down Leonard Fournette again for a second straight year uh, was super impressive and, uh, you know, just underscores that at least against one team, LSU has no answers for, for how to implement him and get the best out of him. You know, for two games, he's got a total of 66 yards the last two years against Alabama, uh, and they just haven't been able to get him in space, get him to make plays. And uh, this LSU team doesn't have enough other offensive diversity to survive a game like that. Yeah, you mentioned that in your column. Does that inability to produce against Alabama bury his Heisman chances? Yeah, I don't think there's any chance. I mean, he 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 was already going to have to overcome the fact that he had missed uh, a lot of playing time due to injury, uh, and then you can't you know throw in a, a 35-yard no-impact game. Uh, in your biggest game of the year and, and, and overcome both of those things. So uh, Leonard Finnett, as great a collegian as he has been, will leave LSU without a Heisman Trophy or without really coming very close to winning the Heisman Trophy. So his defense gave really all of LSU's, the Alabama's defense, excuse me, gave all of LSU's offense fits, which they have done in the past as well. Obviously Nick Saban has defensive genius, but what specifically makes this defense so good? The front seven is just, Unbelievable. I mean, they are just incredibly uh, strong, fast, relentless, physical, tough, mean. Uh, they hit hard. They tackle well. They destroy offensive lines. You know, they, they lead the nation in sacks. Um, and they just they make life miserable for you. If you can't run, you got to drop back. And I think quarterbacks lose their minds a little bit after as the game goes along trying to play because they're under so much pressure and harassment and so you know they just have the ability to to get inside a quarterback's head I think uh, and 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 just make teams I think almost kind of give up as games go along because they have no nothing works against them on the other side of the ball Alabama starting that true freshman quarterback Jalen Hurts he put up some impressive numbers against LSU, the only player with three digits besides his name in the box score, like you said, um, 114 yards rushing, 107 passing. What did you see from him, and what do you think about his career at Alabama going forward? Well, he's been really good. I mean, for a true freshman to step in and play as well as he has, it's been really impressive. He's, you know, Lane Kiffin's done a good job tailoring the offense to him. Uh, I think they were smart to – kind of put the ball in his hands as a runner in this game um and he was he was a difference maker they they, they didn't get much going offensively but a lot of it had to do with what he could do and especially what he could do with his legs you know he, he's got a lot of improvements still to do as a from a touch passing standpoint his deep balls uh you know he doesn't throw with a great deal of of um you know finesse i guess you would say but he can learn that. He can get better at that. And for now, with given everything else around him and given especially the defense they have, he, he can be good enough to win a national championship as a true freshman. So does Alabama remain undefeated going into the playoff in your prediction? Yeah, I think so. I mean, their last three games are, are all at home. Um, Mississippi State shouldn't pose much problem. Uh, and then after that, they have a walkover game to get ready for the Iron Bowl against Auburn. Uh, Auburn's good. They've improved significantly as the season's gone along, but I don't see them being able to go into 
Tuscaloosa and win that game. So I would very much expect to see them 12-0 and going into what looks like will be a mismatch SEC championship game. So for LSU coming off that loss, what does that mean for the status of Coach O and the LSU job opening? Well, you know, I, I think he needed to, to win that game to have any realistic chance of being named the full-time coach because, uh, you know, if, they, if, if losing slugfest to Alabama is good enough to get the job, then why would you ever get rid of Les Miles? Because he's proven he could do that. Um, so I think that Ed Orgeron, you know, while it's his dream job and he has done a relatively good job as the coach, uh, interim coach, uh, I don't see him – being around for the long haul and so then yeah the the, the attention turns what are you going to do excuse me for um, for for a full-time coach is it going to be do you run at tom herman at houston do you take a run at jimbo fisher uh do you look elsewhere i, I would think those two guys would be the leading candidates but no guarantee that lsu can get either of them do you have a prediction for the rest of lsu's season how they finish out uh, you know, it's going to be difficult. We'll see. They, 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 in the past, they have struggled kind of putting an Alabama loss behind them the last couple of years. You go at Arkansas, it's a big rivalry game, especially from Arkansas' side, I think. Arkansas is playing pretty well. You know, that's a tough game. Florida's not going to be an easy game. Texas A&M's not going to be an easy game. I would say, you know, they'll probably be fortunate to win two of those three. And if they do that, you get to seven and four. Uh, it's not a great season by any means, but uh, at least, you know, it, it certainly would beat being uh, five and six or something like that at this point. You can't let the season fall apart after losing to Alabama. So switching gears a little bit, I hear you're a huge Broncos fan. The Broncos are coming to New Orleans this weekend to face the Saints. Coming off that 30-20 to 20 loss, the Oakland Raiders lost three of their last five. What is your take on the state of the Broncos, and how do they right the ship coming into this weekend? Yeah, just a, not a very good offensive team. Offensive line is really bad. Trevor Simeon's very limited at quarterback. That's become more clear as the season has gone along. With C.J. Anderson hurt at running back, they're they're very ordinary there. They've got two good playmakers at receiver, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, but they don't have a quarterback who can get them the ball, uh, you know, reliably, especially downfield. They throw everything short with Simeon partly because he's not accurate and partly because the offensive line is so bad it can't hold up for very long. Um, so they're just a very, very limited offense, and they tend to start really poorly in games. So they get behind. You get behind the Saints in the Superdome, and you know things could, can snowball on you pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I, I don't think New Orleans is a great team by any stretch. Uh, but Drew Brees is such a heady guy. He'll probably be able to handle uh, Denver's pass rush at least have ways to neutralize it, get the ball out of his hands quickly, you know, move his feet, get around in the pocket. But if you're a passing team, if you're a passing team, Denver is not a team you want to play because they've got great cover corners if Aqib Tlaib is back. If he's not back, they only have one, Chris Harris. But if they have them both back, then they've got the two best cover corners in the NFL and you've got the best rush ends in the NFL. So that's a, that's a heck of a combination. But – you can run the ball on this Denver defense much better than last year. When Malik Jackson went as a free agent to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it left a hole in the middle that they have not adequately filled. And you can run the ball between the tackles against Denver. Certainly Oakland proved that very well, although the Saints offensive line might not be as good as Oakland's. But 
you know, it should be a good matchup. I, Denver is struggling to such a degree. I would normally have said, you know, I think Denver can win the game, but uh, I'm not sure now. Denver really needs to find something uh, to turn things around. Do you think they will be able to in, into the rest of the season? Do you have a prediction for this, the ceiling of this Broncos team? Well, they need a bye week pretty badly, I think. To, they they got a lot of injuries, especially on defense, um, and need to regroup and see if they can figure out a way to improve the offensive line in the passing game. Um, things that are hard to do in, you know, in a, on a week-to-week basis during a season. A bye week can help, uh, I think, maybe in some of those areas. You know, I think that they can still be a playoff team, but you, you, you're in a good division. That's, that's a division that Denver has just absolutely dominated for many years. But now the Raiders are good, the Chiefs are good, and the Chargers aren't bad. So used to be able to count pretty reliably on at least five wins out of those six games in the division. They've already lost to the Chargers and the Raiders once, um, and they haven't played the Chiefs yet. So it's pretty tough sledding. I still think they can make the playoffs, but it's not easy. So you finish your columns with the point after where you share favorite restaurants and such for fans. Do you have any favorites in New Orleans? Oh, I have so many favorites in New Orleans. <laughs> it's my, one of my favorite places to go. Love eating and drinking in that city. Uh, if you could get me dinner at Patois <laughs> and uh, a couple of drinks on Frenchman Street and then a nightcap at uh, Kingpin, I'm a pretty happy guy. That would be a good night for me. All good choices. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Pat. All right. Thank you, Cassie. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Win the night for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an encore free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is Saturday, November 12th against the Los Angeles Lakers. For more information and to plan your next winning night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. He has as many Twitter followers as Justin Bieber. It's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report kicks up now in Sacramento, where the team will be here for a few more minutes and then head to Milwaukee today 
for the third and final game of this uh, this I can't even call it a West Coast road trip because if it ends in Milwaukee, that doesn't really count. No, but and it's it's our first hotel lobby of the season, and it's a Wesley Wednesday as David joins us here, uh, following now an 0 and 8 start for the. New Orleans Pelicans. David, I wish we were talking about something different than an 0-8 start with this team. You know, and I, I, I do too. Uh, and I think my last year with the Pelicans, we started out similar, or the Hornets, similar to this. Uh, I was traded in the middle of it, so I kind of got relief from it. I've also been a part of a 15-win season that in Boston that wasn't fun. So I've been there, done that. I get what the guys are going through. It's, it, it's certainly rough. It's certainly hard to to want to come to work, uh, you know, you have injuries, you know, you have, um, you know, not enough guns in the bullet, not enough bullets in the gun. If I can get away with saying that, uh, uh, it's hard. It's hard. And I, I feel for these guys cause they've worked hard. You know, you, you have, you know, big expectations, optimism going into a season and then you end up, you know, zero and nine, zero and 10, you, you're feeling like, well, oh, wow. What have we done here? The last time the team went 0-8, as you kind of alluded to, was 18 wins. David, I don't think there's anything that leads me to believe, and, and I don't think I'm being naive, but I don't think there's anything that leads me to believe that we're heading for another 18-win season with this group. Do you? I don't think so. Uh, you, you never you, you never can say. I mean, even when you're looking at a team and it's not your team, uh, I wouldn't look at the t- this team and say this is an 18-win team, but you know, a lot of times, you know, even when you're looking at somebody else's team, uh, you know, um, Philly, uh, they were tanking, and uh, you didn't see an 18-win season. But you, you just, you just never know. You know, if if, if an injury happens to uh, the wrong person, um, if uh, if Drew Holiday and Tyreek don't get back soon, uh, I don't. I don't know how you stop the bleeding, and certainly they'll go out and they'll outplay uh, some team. But is it something you can count on that this team will be, you know, better than that? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Let's just take the games this week that we've seen already at Golden State, at Sacramento. Give me the good, the bad, and now of course the ugly as well. Well, I, you know, I think uh, the offense has been better uh, going into the Golden State game. The, the team was uh, uh, had a a defensive efficiency of of ten, which is awesome. You know they were they were in the bottom five of of last year, so you know that was good. Certainly they came, it, you know they came out and they were sixteenth, but down twenty one. They keep fighting. They keep clawing. Uh, you know they they got a, some production from a lot of guys. They had to step up. I thought Omer Ashik played well in that game. He had a plus seventeen plus minus, which is crazy um and they were there to the end uh which is a good thing to say about them all years they've been there to the end they, they've been fighting and clawing i think it's just been one game where they just didn't have it so um last night you know again i, I thought they they did a lot of good things you know they they played hard you know they made the mistakes at the wrong time you know turnovers at the wrong time um i don't think the guys have had to step up in a fourth quarter and go make game-winning plays in the fourth quarter like they're asked to do now. So they're playing, you know, out of their roles. But, um, you know, I like the fact that they're they're, they're fighting every night. Uh, Anthony Davis, another monster night, back-to-back nights. Um, I've said on every 
all of his low scoring games, the nine and the 18, were on back to backs. Last night he came with that same energy and force. You could see it from the beginning, and, and he played awesome. But with all that said, effort and energy and all that kind of stuff, it's still 0 and 8. And, and there are no moral victories. And, you know, at some point you want these guys to be rewarded for going out there playing hard so that they can get some confidence so they can feel good about themselves. But, you know, right now it's just it's hard to watch sometimes. It's unforgiving. This league right now is unforgiving, isn't it? It is. And, and uh, the, only way you, the only way you can change that is to play a little bit better, rebound a little bit better, uh, defend a little bit better, make fewer mistakes because um, nobody's going to give you anything. Nobody out there is feeling sorry for you. Uh, it's just about you stepping up and uh, each individual finding a way to, to, to individually make their game better so that hopefully it turns into a win. David, we had so many new guys come in here and uh, take on e even new roles in their own career, let alone new roles with the Pelicans. Any guy in particular that strikes you as a guy that's seemingly adjusting faster than the others at this point? Um, no, uh, you know, I, there, there are guys that, that, are, that are playing to their level, uh, what they've done in their uh, past better than others. Uh, you know, I, I think Solomon Hill is probably the one that struggled in my my opinion the most of just even playing to his level and what he's what what maybe you what he's done before um and that's the thing these guys that have come in while they've all you know been minor roles on other teams they're expect they're, they're expected to do more they're expected to go from non-shooters to shooters they're expected to go from guys who can score to maybe making threes and and that's that's really difficult and and certainly you know go from a six-point score to a double figure score on a nightly basis where their career says no that's not what they do and uh you know i think uh, Moore has 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 done a solid job uh to plan to his level maybe a little bit above galloway has shown signs and spurts of that but hasn't quite caught traction um it's a it's a difficult time uh it, it's it really is and uh these guys are playing hard and obviously tim frazier while he's not new but uh you know i think he's playing the way he's supposed to play he goes out there he has good nights and he's above he he probably is the one person that is above he, you know he goes out and he gets nine ten assists i think he's top 10 in assists this year um but just not enough there last question for you milwaukee tomorrow night i was away from the team the last time you saw milwaukee what am i going to see tomorrow night in the box an athletic big team that that comes at you they 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 got a a lot of length and uh they close down driving lanes passing lanes they they get in they, you know they're going to get steals they're going to get deflections um and uh, Giannis is—he's—he's as, he's as good as they are, you know. He's—he's—he is the Greek freak, and he is freaky good, um, you know. And I—and it's a young team, and you know, a team that you can beat because they—they they have that youth. But a team also that you know, it's kind of like my opinion of Golden State. When they're on, watch out. Pretty good. Well, another David Wesley, Wesley Wednesday in the books. Um, 
I don't even know where we'll be next Wednesday. I haven't looked that far ahead. Uh, I have no idea either. Uh, I'm sure, you know, somebody asked me where we'd be when we get home, and I said, uh, I don't know who we play. I don't know when we play. So, But now, since they asked, it's Saturday against the Lakers. But before, you know, if you asked me yesterday, I had no idea, so I don't know where we are Wednesday either. Fair enough. I think the country's kind of in that state a little bit today too. We'll take a quick break, and we'll send you back to Studio B on Airline Drive for the rest of today's Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Don't miss any of the New Orleans Pelicans action this season. Pick the four games that are right for you. The Pelicans Pick 4 plan, presented by Domino's, guarantees seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including matchups against Golden State and Cleveland. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. To pick your four games, visit pelicans.com today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. That'll do it for us today on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Make sure you tune in to the Pelicans at the Bucks on Thursday on Fox Sports New Orleans. Should be a good game, and I will be back with you on Friday. Once again, this is Cassie Calvert, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.